Hello friends, welcome to part two of my interview with Melissa Stutz from the Neat and Tidy Space. Today, in this episode, we are chatting all about her process. I asked her about a problem area in my own home and that I know from the Mothering Together Facebook group is also a challenging spot for other moms. I asked her how she would go about organizing my bedroom and I... I honestly, I deleted the part where I described my bedroom because I was a little ashamed, but basically my bedroom had, has, um, books everywhere all over the nightstand. There is office paperwork from before my son was born that just got chucked in there so we can make a nursery for baby two. And so there's just this kind of mayhem in our, in our bedroom that has a lot going on. And so I was like, ah, help me, Melissa. And she totally did. So listen in for her process of how she organizes. And like I said, in the last episode, I just wish I had her like whispering in my ear all the time to tell me how to, how to organize. Cause that is just something that is her zone of genius. So if you want to work with her, then definitely click the link in the show notes because seriously, she's amazing. And I know from personal experience, having talked to her, and now I also have some friends who have worked with her 10 out of 10 highly recommend. Welcome to the mothering together podcast. I'm your host Kayla, and I am here to be your ADHD mom friend together. We're going to discover plausible and practical tips for stay at home moms with ADHD. It's not like the other podcasts out there where one woman found success doing XYZ strategy and she thinks anyone can do it? No, no, no. We're going to work through systems to find what works for women like you and me, who struggle with time management and organization, who have tried all the other things and they didn't work because they weren't individualized and for us personally. As a mom of two and with ADHD myself, I understand how challenging it can be to balance homemaking, raising those little lovable monsters and managing our own unique brains. But don't worry, you're not alone. Each week, I release a new episode on Wednesday where I discuss topics related to homemaking, parenting, and time management. I get to leverage my connections as a pediatric SLP to get interviews with experts in the fields of parenting and development. I share my own personal stories and the stories of moms from our community. And most importantly, I fill each of these episodes with practical tips that you can try today. The goal of each and every episode of this podcast is for you to have at least one, at least one idea that will give you a whole heck of a lot more ease and a little bit less stress in your day-to-day life as a stay-at-home mom. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom with ADHD or you're just looking for ways to better manage your time in your home, I'm here to help. Go brew yourself the biggest cup of coffee that your Keurig can handle, and let's dive in. So typically what happens, if we're not, if you're trying to DIY and you have no, you haven't been trained or taught how to organize, the typical person, ADHD or not, goes into the space and they start tidying up Mm -hmm. the area. So they're at the nightstand, they're like, okay, what am I doing with these books? They take the books, oh, they're gonna go to the office or the new office, or I'm going to put them in the basement. They go down into the basement. They spend 25 minutes organizing down in the basement because now they're like jazzed, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, yes, I'm going to get this organized. And while I'm down here, I'm going to get these other things organized too because I don't just want to put the books down here. Then they go back upstairs. Now they're like, oh, I have this office paperwork. Hmm, where should I put that? 
I'm going to move this over to this corner of the closet. And then they, oh, I'm going to start organizing my closet. Let me take everything out. Oh, wait a second. These pants go in the drawers. Well, let me empty the drawers too while I'm at it, right? You take a breath and all of a sudden. You're describing me. <laughs> yes, yes, because you're not alone, right? I didn't just, I, we didn't talk about this before. So no. you wouldn't. All of a sudden, the whole entire room has exploded into like massive piles and it's more disorganized than it was prior. Mm -hmm. So we always recommend, we come in as a team and we recommend what I call, well, what is known as sorting on a macro level. You're going to stay in the room. Mm -hmm. So you're not relocating any items outside of the room just yet. That actually happens at the end of the organization process because the longer you can stay in the room and resist the fight or flight urge in that space, the more you can get done and stay focused just in that area. So on a macro level, you're going to take all your office paperwork and push them to one side of the room. And when you're walking around the space, if there's papers hidden in the closet, if there's papers in your dresser drawer, wherever there are papers as you're going through and moving through the space, you're going to put them just in that pile. You're going to take all your books off your nightstand and do the same process. For now, push them up against the wall all of the books in the room. I always tell people to start sometimes with like trash. Just take a trash bag. Mm. All the tags from all the clothes that you bought that you like ripped off that are on your dresser. <laughs> um, all the gum wrappers, all the receipts. I'm saying it because we live it. We, meaning sometimes that also happens in my home as well. <laughs> take the trash. That's a really easy thing to start and feel really productive. Take all of the dishes. Maybe you have cups. Maybe you have soda cans. Dump them in your bathroom sink. Put them by the door because those are going to leave and go back downstairs. Mm -hmm. We like to have like a relocation section of things that are going to be put away eventually. Then you want to sort, continue on macro level, all your stuff together in terms of clothes. So all of your jeans are going to go in a pile. All of your sweaters are going to go in a pile. All of your athletic wear is going to go in a pile. The next step, you can do one of two ways. While you're sorting on that macro level, you can micro sort at the same time where when you're taking out a sweatshirt that you absolutely know that you don't want, you can put in the donate pile. Mm -hmm. So that's one way. Or you just get all the sweatshirts in a pile first and then you sort through. It's entirely up to you. It's entirely I think I would choose option two personally. <laughs> it's entirely up to how yeah. your brain works. For some people... They're like, I don't have that many sweatshirts, Melissa. Okay, great. Let's gather all the sweatshirts. Just that. You can start with, with just one item. Let's gather just the sweatshirts. You've moved everything around. Your room's ready. Your bed's all cleared off so that you can put you can pile just the sweatshirts up there. Gather them all. And then all of a sudden, inevitably, someone's like, oh, my gosh, I've been looking for that sweatshirt for four years. It's my favorite. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is what I always hear. And then the second thing I hear is, I didn't realize I had this much, mm. right? Because you have some in your closet up on shelves. You have some hanging on hangers. You have some tucked in your drawer and you have some in a pile that you might donate at some point. So you have them in too many areas to where our brain can't actually see how many we have and we become blind to them anyways. Mm -hmm. And so we forget that they're there, even though we see them every single day. So sorting them then, you like to do, we like to do a keep pile, a maybe pile. If mm. you if you pick it up and you're like, oh, I don't know, that's a maybe. Mm -hmm. If you pick it up and you're like, I love this, that's a keep. If you pick it up and you say, oh, I can't stand the sweatshirt. For whatever reason, you don't like the way it fits, 
You don't like the memory that it brings up. You don't like the color of it anymore. It's out of style. Mm -hmm. It goes right into the trash. You can have these in bins for your sake if that's better for your brain. You can have them in bags. Doesn't matter. And then we want you to go back through the maybe pile because as you get into decluttering, you instantly start feeling lighter. Mm -hmm. So around minute 45, you are going literally for all my clients. They finally get into the groove. They're like, oh my gosh, yes. I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. I'm done with this now. And so initially those, maybe I think I want to keep those items, 90% of the time become donation or trash items. 90% of the time. Then you want to rinse and repeat. So then you're going to do it with your jeans. You're going to do it with your athletic wear. You're going to do it with your shirts, sports bras, socks, underwear. Mm -hmm. If you have socks that don't match and you don't care, keep them. If you have socks <laughs> that don't match and that drives you crazy, but you're just keeping one lone sock, which actually is 50 lone socks, throw them away. Mm -hmm. It is okay. I have you can this. also bag up all your clothes and give them to a Planet Aid. They go oh. out of the country to um, po poverty-stricken countries. They don't care if the socks don't match. They don't care if there's a small stain or a bleach stain on a sweatshirt. They just need anything that they can get. And so that is a really great resource. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I would definitely go in there and do, I think I would be able to do all of that, maybe. Well, let me say this. Maybe not. <laughs> well, let me say this, because this is really important. Everyone goes in with the idea that like, oh, you know what? We have a couple hours on Saturday and I'm going to get my bedroom organized. Mm -hmm. Kids are still home. You're hoping that your significant other is going to watch them. But you anticipate it's going to take you like a couple hours. Mm -hmm. We quote a bedroom for six to eight hours. Oh, and wow. that is with two organizers who are unemotionally attached to your items. So just to give you a frame of reference, it takes a really long time when you're interrupted and you have kids and it's your mm -hmm. own personal house. What That's I encourage people to do is to break that down into very small chunks. Mm -hmm. So just start if you only have two hours because you still have to relocate all those other piles, right? So even if, even if you don't have a relocation pile in terms of like things that were going to another part of the house, you still have your donations mm -hmm. and you still have your trash and you still need to fold and put away all those sweatshirts. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that just the sweatshirts is probably going to take until you get used to and until you master the art of organizing, that's going to take you two hours, mm -hmm. potentially, depending on how many sweatshirts you have. And how distractible you are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you'll want to start by picking one category of clothing or one space. So maybe you're just doing your nightstand. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else. Because when we have that time where we're able to complete the project without being interrupted or minimally interrupted, we walk back in to our bedroom later that day and we're like, yes, <laughs> look what I accomplished. And that feeling of success propels us so that the next time we have an hour of time, we're energized by the idea of going in and tackling the sweatshirts we're not intimidated. Mm -hmm. And we know, okay, I have one hour while my baby sleeps. I know that I can take care of this. I'm only taking out sweatshirts. And when you get sidetracked, because you will, you'll get sidetracked with sweatshirts with uh, like sweaters mm -hmm. or, well, maybe, mm -hmm. I like to say out loud, I'm coming back to you. I see you sweaters <laughs> coming back to you. 
I like not that. today, but I'm coming back to you. Today's not your that day. way. You can break it down into smaller chunks so that it is more attainable, leaving you with the feeling of success. Right, because what happens on the flip side of that that I do is I pull everything out and then I am like, all right, I'm gonna do it. It's gonna happen, and then baby cries. I forgot about something and it comes up and then I have to go deal with it. And then there's this, and then I forget. Then it's, I'm totally blind to it. It's the end of the day. My husband goes upstairs and at the <laughs> second that he goes upstairs, I'm like, oh, shoot. shoot. I forgot about the bed. Yes. And, and the so, floor. <laughs> and so then I'm like, oh, he's not going to be happy about that image when he goes in. And I realize and that does not feel good. And so then that doesn't get me to start it the next time, right? Well, and then so you've I created like a huge pile. You, right. you shove all that on the ground. You've created more work for yourself. Or on the chair. I have a chair that's the yep. go-to Or spot. a Peloton, some people, or a treadmill. <laughs> huh. Yeah, no, yep. I get it. Okay, I have another question for you. It's been floating in my head as you've been talking, and it's my personal problem. I'm just using yep. this as my own time. I like it. If um, it's your problem, it's probably another person's problem. That's what I always say. My friend in college called her chair her clarty chair, her clean slash dirty clothes chair. Okay. And I recently bought a book that was like how to do life, and it had a clarty solution, and I was like, it's pretty cool. But I'm curious if you have a clean slash dirty clothes solution. So clarty clothes would be the clothes that you wore. They are not covered in yogurt miraculously. <laughs> and you can wear them again. And so what do you do with them? What do you do with yours? Okay, so I am a minimalist. I have four pairs of jeans. So I am very aware of what jeans I have worn mm -hmm. and when they are dirty. Mm -hmm. The same is true for the amount of tops that I have and sweaters that I have. Um, so I just abide by, if it smells, I put it <laughs> in the hamper. I wear it a handful of times and then I put it in the hamper. But because I have less, it's easier to keep track of that. Mm -hmm. I do have a client who has a bin under her bed. And so she will fold the items and put them in there. And then when she wears them the second time, same with her bras, mm. when she wears them the second time, she goes ahead and launders them. Interesting. Yeah, the solution I read, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like get hooks or something and then you can mm -hmm. hang them. And then, you, then, I mean, for me, I need things to be visible. So the under the bed yeah. solution would not work for my brain. But having it visibly hanging, you know, it's not folded so it's not super clean but it's not dirty enough to warrant getting clean what i do currently is i literally just wash everything even if it's like only a smidge dirty and that is just my season of life right i, I have two little sure. ones yogurt abounds it's easier <laughs> yes well and like we've said a handful of times it's about what works for you right so i've never really given thought to a clean dirty pile mm. Yeah. Right. But if that's something that you need, then yes, create a system that will work for you. But if that's not the season that you're in, you don't have to fix something that's not broken because it works for you to just wash them all. Yes. I love that you said you don't have to fix something that's not broken. Someone once told me it's not a problem unless it's a problem. And yes. that is the best thing I come back to because I'm like, I should be doing X, Y, Z because that's what social media or whoever is telling me to do. But if it is working... It is you don't have to fix it. Right. I was recently with a client in Utah, and she said, I'm really bad at meal meal prepping. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, let's talk about that. And so we were chatting back and forth. 
And I said, um, do you ever not eat dinner? And she said, no, we eat every night. And in their family dynamic, they have one little boy who's two. They actually just gave birth to their second. Um, and her husband does all the cooking. And his way of growing up was that he goes to the grocery store every day and decides what he wants to eat and picks out groceries based on what he's feeling. And he makes the food. Great. So I said, do you guys eat every night? And she said, yeah, we eat every night. And I said, okay. So it's really not a problem. You just ha- are feeling this pressure like you should somehow meal prep. meal prep. But if you don't need to meal prep and it's not causing friction or stress between your significant other or your family structure, then you don't have to add something to your plate that isn't necessary. Now, I said, when your boys are in the season that my boys are in, where we get off the bus at 3.30, we have to leave the house by 5 to be on, heading to lacrosse practice. There's homework in between there that has to get done. I don't have time to get home from work at 3 o'clock and not know what we're having for dinner. It's yep. not an option for mm-hmm. me. I have to put something in the oven by 3.30 so it's done by 4.30 so that everybody eats. And so meal prepping, again, is what can I do to make my life easier and less stressful. Mm-hmm. And so that was a problem that that was a solution to a problem that I had. But if it's not a problem for your life, don't try to fix it. You're just adding more work that is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And as mamas, we have plenty of it. <laughs> yes, we have plenty of problems that are worth solving. We don't yes, need to exactly, add more. Exactly, exactly. Oh, golly. I wanted to share one other thing with you with regards to your closet. Sure. The other thing you can do to reduce the clutter in your closet is swap out your clothes seasonally. So my season of clothes is always spring, summer and fall winter. So right now I still have my fall winter clothes out. I box those up every spring and I put them in the spring summer box. So I just have it as seasonal clothes. So the summer and spring stuff will come out. The winter and fall stuff will go away. It's a great opportunity for you to look through what have you worn in the past season? What have you wanted to wear but didn't grab? What can you absolutely get rid of because you're no longer using it? And then because you're taking out the spring summer stuff before you've even really hit spring summer full force, it gives you an opportunity to see what you already own so that you're not tempted at Target to buy another sundress in the exact same color at the (laughs) exact same length when you already have four of them at home. Facts. Yeah. Facts. As a fact. Yep. Again, because you're not alone. <laughs> so switching those out saves you time, saves you money, and saves you space in your closet, which saves you a ton of time when you're getting ready because it's a real straightforward, here are my 15 shirts that I can choose from. Right. What am I wearing today? You're not sifting through summer tank tops that right. you're not wearing that are literally just taking up space. I'd Take also say like season of life. Right. Like it doesn't have to be season because currently my my season of life is nursing. And so my clothing options stink. (laughs) So I'm like very limited. And I have this bucket in the back of my closet of like my clothes that I put away because I was like, I can't even think about those because I want to wear them. But and they're so cute, but I can't wear them because they just don't work for what I have to do with my body every single day. So. Maybe like going by season of life, like putting the things that don't work for you right now away. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like that. Very cool. Well, thank you. You've provided so many actionable items. And 
I guess I'm going to put you a little bit in the hot seat and say, what are like one or two or three things that a listener of this podcast could do like as soon as they stop listening, what, what could they do to help just a little bit organize their life? Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I always tell people is to do a brain dump. So a lot of times we feel like we want to get organized, we get the itch and we want to organize the entire house. And that, like I said, if the bad, if the bedroom takes six to eight hours, your whole house is going to take a lot of time. So grab a piece of paper, grab a pen as soon as this podcast is over and take a deep breath, maybe five of them, settle your mind, think about what you want your space to look like and visualize that, and then walk through your home and be as specific as possible, writing down what spaces you want organized and how detailed you can be within that. So if it's your kitchen, you could write things like expired spices, pantry, utensil drawer that doesn't open, food containers without lids, mm-hmm. right? Because again, your, your kitchen is gonna be like your bedroom there's a lot of components. You're going to want to tackle one space at a time. Do that in your whole entire house. Go into the playroom. Does this work? Does this not work? Right. Go into your living room. What, what am I constantly room... telling my kids not to do, right? Exactly. <laughs> what in your living room is not serving you? What What needs to be organized in there? Maybe it's like your linen closet upstairs that you never look at, but every time you open it, it drives you crazy, but it, it leaves your brain so that you forget about it. And then we reach a point where you're like, screaming at everyone because you want it all done today. That way, when you come across, I like to call it the pockets of motherhood, when you come across like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you don't have to spend that amount of time thinking about what space do I want to organize. You can look at your brain dump and say, oh my gosh, my kids are happily eating in the high chair right here. They're having lunch. I'm going to pull these spices while he eats. I'm just going to check for expiration and then I'm going to put them all back. Hmm. that's it. Simple step. That drawer is now done or that cabinet is now done. The next day during lunchtime, take out all the utensils. I always say take everything out, sort like with like, decide what you can use, donate or trash, wipe out the drawer or va- I like to vacuum it out so you're not just pushing crumbs around. Vacuum out the drawer. On your Instagram. Implement <laughs> any product. Maybe it's drawer dividers. Maybe it's not. Maybe for right now you're just decluttering. Put the items back that you're keeping. Really simple, easy steps. And then from there, you can also prioritize your list for bigger projects on where you want to start. I always encourage clients that if you are doing this all by yourself to please either have your kids go to a babysitter for a five to six hour chunk of time, have your significant other take them out of the home and bring them home at nap time ask them to feed them lunch and put them to bed. That's going to give you that extra three and a half hours um, or see if a grandparent wants to take them overnight for a weekend because it will take you much longer than you were anticipating. And my last tip is to rest in your success. So if you finish organizing the playroom in four hours and no one is expected home for two hours, do not start another project. You're going to be tempted to start another project. You will be interrupted. It will explode. (laughs) It will get worse before it gets better. And then instead of feeling successful for what you accomplished in the playroom, you feel like a failure for what you did not finish in the other space that you started. Mm -hmm. And so end the project, relocate all the items that don't belong there anymore, 
put your donations right in your car, and instead of starting another project, drive yourself to a coffee shop, get a coffee to go at the drive-thru, <laughs> drop off the donations so that they are gone. And then okay. rest, relax, enjoy, and I promise that will motivate you to start another space the next day. I love that. Check off the check off the brain dump. Put a big line through it or a nice check mark, whatever it takes. You'll get through every Highlighter. space. It just takes time. Yeah. I love that. A lot of time. All right. So as we start to wrap up, where can people find you on social media? I know I follow you. I want to say it's at the Neat and Tidy Space. That's correct. On social media, it's on Facebook and on Instagram at the Neat and Tidy Space. And you can check out our website at theneatandtidyspace.com. There's a spot there where you can schedule a complimentary consult and we can get you um, on track to getting organized. Yeah. No, I love that. You might be hearing from me soon. <laughs> okay. So I would like to wrap up with a fun game of would you rather, and I try, I actually use, um, have you heard of chat GPT, the like AI yes. bot? <laughs> I use that to come up with my questions. So okay, I'm ready. If they sound weird, that might be why. <laughs> so okay. no, number one, would you rather have a cluttered home with sentimental items or a minimalist home with no emotional attachments? Oh, uh, that's terrible. I would the bot. have a minimalistic home that is filled with sentimental quality items. So I know I'm not supposed to keep talking, but I'm a <laughs> talker. Okay. So I use that, what I like to use as an example is I cut my wedding dress. I had it framed into a shadow box. It's going to be a piece of art on our wall in our bedroom. So it is sentimental. It is art. It is minimalistic, but it's not clutter. Oh, you got to tell me how you did that. Cause yeah. I have a and you dress. can do that with anything. If your grandpa was a collector of planes, put out one plane on a bookshelf, get rid of everything else that is not meaningful to you that you're just carrying around because someone said you had to keep all of grandpa's things, mm -hmm. keep what was really important to you, put it on the shelf and have that be your piece of art while also being sentimental. It can be minimalistic and sentimental. Mm. That one hit me in the face. I'm not good at making decisions by the way. So this game's not this my favorite. Good. All of my answers will be right down the middle. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have a flexible work schedule or a traditional nine to five work schedule? Oh, flexible all the way. Yeah. Same. That's why we're I'm, doing I'm out of doing. nine to five. Not my, not my jam. I'm a mom 24 hours, so. Would you rather have a single tasking approach to productivity or a multitasking approach? Ooh, that's really good. I find myself to be more productive these days as I age with single task. I'm a single Being task. able to just see it to, uh, through to fruition mm -hmm. the whole entire task, getting it done versus my brain doesn't do well when there's multiple things scattered all over that have 90% done with 10% left to be done. Mm -hmm. It actually feels harder to finish the five 10% than it does to finish one whole task. Isn't it funny how when you like go to finish one of those 10% that you've been putting off and you do it and it took like five minutes, you're like, how did I put this off for so long? It is mopping for me. I'm always like, oh, I don't want to mop my floors. It takes me five minutes because mm -hmm. I love the product that I use. And I'm like, I should just do this every week. Why? But it's such a dreaded thing. It's like the longer we wait to do it, the more dread that comes in. I yeah, have a product five, four, three, two, one. You just have to do it. <laughs> what do you use to mop your floors? Oh, I use the Norwax mop system. Oh, I'll have to look that up. I'll share the link with you. Perfect. All right. Would you rather prioritize work-life balance or career advancement? Work-life balance. 
See, you're not right in the middle. Some of these are really I know. Easy. Well, some of these are, yeah, some are super straightforward. I think that uh, my pr prior to kids, it would have been career. And if I had started this business then, Same who way. knows if there will would have been little kids in my life. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. um, but now as a mom, I, I always dreamed of being a mama. I wanted to be the mom that opened the door when they got off the bus. Mm -hmm. That's not all moms, and that's, that's okay. Everyone has mm -hmm. different... Um, places in motherhood but I always wanted to be there for them and so um that was my that was my dream my dream job I'll take it any day of the week oh I love that one more and then we'll call it would you rather have a strict routine for yourself and your family or a more relaxed go with the flow approach Okay, I really want to be more relaxed and go with the flow, but everyone in our home does much better with more of a strict routine. Mm -hmm. I like to say it's like a strict, flexible routine. See, what I think is that when you have a routine that kind of is like your home base, right? Like it gives you that sturdiness to then think flexibly and then be flexible in the things you do. Like if you're all over the place, which I often feel like I am because of my brain, then it's really hard like to be flexible in a fun way. Like sometimes that blows up, but if you have like a structure in place and then you get to go, you're like, okay, well I go out in the morning and I, I can go to the beach in the morning and get back and still have my structure versus if you're like, let's just go to the beach. And then you miss like a doctor appointment, you know, like exactly. it's very different. Everything has always been grounded in what makes everyone what makes our our home most functional and what makes everything easier for us so when my kids are out of their routine especially at a young age when I'd be like let's go to the fireworks at night at 9 45 because it's the summer and it's lighter later mm -hmm. I was the only one who suffered the next day my husband went to work I was home with the kids everybody was melting down it hurt me the most mm -hmm. right so as hard as that was to have that quote-unquote rigid structure when they were younger um it definitely made my days easier so I always err on what's easiest and I will say for for the mamas that are in that season that changes with a nine and ten year old now uh, we can go like four days I equate it to when your baby is dropping a nap mm. so initially when they drop that nap they can go like one or two days and then they have to have a nap right? And then they can go one or two more days without a nap, and then they have to have a nap. It's the same with structure as the kids get older. We can have four or five late nights now, and then we have to have an early night. Mm -hmm. We can stay up late and have late practices and do a late movie night and go to bed at like nine instead of eight o'clock or 7.30. And then on like the third or fourth night, we do baths, we do bed, seven o'clock, we calm down, mm -hmm. we read a book, we go to sleep by 7.30. So a little, a little mix a mix of both, but I would say being an organizer, I thrive in structure. Yeah. Always have. A little bit of gray doesn't hurt anybody. Just a smidge. Nope, not at all. <laughs> well, thank you, mm -hmm. Melissa. It's been so fun chatting with you, and I just, I look forward to continuing this conversation because we're now friends. Okay. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I'm a mama friend virtually and in person soon. Perfect. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Mothering Together. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. 
If you want to keep the conversation going and connect with other amazing moms with ADHD, then I'd love for you to join our private Facebook group. It's a great way to get more tips, support, and community. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any burning questions or ideas for future episodes, I'm always here to help. So just shoot me an email at motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're all in it together and together we can create a more joyful and fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode.